Okay, as one uh, one door closes and another one opens, we uh, bid Shaney War goodbye and we welcome Steve Philippi to the podcast, episode 12 of Out on the uh, out on the paddock, I nearly said out on the podcast again there, Steve. I know you have a lot of fun with uh, me getting a few things wrong when it comes to the podcast, but uh, welcome. Steve's a regular. Great to have you back, Steve. Yes, uh, nice to be on the award-winning uh, podcast, Rob. <laughs> yeah, we don't mind calling that, that out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, we don't mind calling that out. Now, uh, I've encouraged everybody to, to hang in. We've uh, just heard Shaney speak but, um, and tell an amazing story, but I've really, really encouraged everybody who's in WA regional cricket to, uh, to, to stay with us in this episode because we've got a lot of really important dates and uh, really important information that we want to uh, unpack in the next uh, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it might take, um, to, to make sure that if you're a, a participant in WA country cricket, whatever that might be, administrator, player, junior, senior, uh, male, female, we've got some really important stuff we want to talk about to make sure that you're informed so that you know how to plan for the season ahead as we go into it and to ensure that uh, those crucial dates that you're uh, probably already starting to think, I wonder when that is or wonder when this is, we're going to call those out in this session. But before we do, one of the reasons uh, I'm able to meet with Steve under circumstances where we don't have to be online or we normally meet up at the WACA, but uh, we're down in Bunbury as we speak right now, Steve, is because you're down here for a carnival, the under-15s boys carnival, um, which is... Strangely enough, and I'll let you tell the full story, but is is a flow-on from a carnival that should have happened back in March that didn't happen and is now happening now. Do you want to explain how that one's unfolded? Yeah, thanks, Rob. Um, yeah, every year we have the Alcohol Think Again Under-14 Carnival in March, which is great timing for the end of the season, and all the boys and maybe some girls as well have had a great season to prepare, but um, COVID impacted that last year. As such, we didn't want to miss that age group, but the kids really love representing their region. So we've got uh, 84 players from seven teams, which is six regions. The Southwest team put in two teams, and we've rescheduled that to this um, September, October long weekend. In, and we're playing down here in Bunbury, the fantastic facilities at uh, Cathedral Grammar. And yeah, that's that's why we're here, sunny Bunbury, if I can uh, use that line. <laughs> we look out at the rain coming <laughs> down on the roof. <laughs> it's been challenging. Um, it's, it's, it was grand final weekend, so uh, yeah. it's been interesting scheduling by my team. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I did think we'll, of that. We'll investigate that later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, glad to be here. It's really great to see those young players. I mean, as I say, it's a little bit early in the season for them, but, you know, they've, they've hit the ground running. We, we're into the third, nearly the fourth fixture now, and there's two more games again on Monday. So it's a really big commitment from the coaches, the, the staff from the WAC, WA Cricket, and uh, parents as well. Yeah, yeah. So th- this represents what many of us have been around for a while used to probably just colloquially called the Northern Carnival back in the day it, it, for various reasons, and we won't unpack those now. Uh, have has sort of transitioned to the Bunbury region, and that will resume again next March. Is that I've got that right? So sort of get back into that cycle of when it normally would be. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. So just uh, the venue still to be confirmed, but it may well continue in Bunbury. It's, it's proving to be a very good accommodation facility, and the, the, there's lots of ground options to yep. and hard wickets. So yep. um, it yep. could well continue in Bunbury. But yeah, back to the March long weekend for this year's cohort of under 13, under 14 players. Yep. And and really is a, a, a really important piece in our WA country cricket 
pathway, you might say, and it opens up opportunities. And we've had seen a few in the last couple of years now progress to being in state teams, state 17s teams. You know, Nick Wilson's one that comes to mind, and I know Bryn Bursal and uh, uh, another name. Nico. Nico, of yeah. course. Nico, who <laughs> I should remember Nico. I've coached him since he was knee-eye to a grasshopper. But uh, we've seen some great results out of that. And and so if you're a parent, for example, listening in, know that there is some amazing opportunities to stay in country and, and to progress through. And uh, we've seen that significantly in the last few years, despite the pandemic and despite, you know, COVID obviously playing its role in that. And that's a, that's a credit to um, Steve and his team who make sure that those pathways and those opportunities are there for WA country cricketers, whether you're 12, 13, 14 right now. You're right, Rob. Yeah, this, this group will get the opportunity to play in the under-15 state carnival, um, which we had a, a country team, standalone country team last year, and they, they won their two games, and that's why some of those boys you mentioned found their way into the 17s program because yep. of um, playing in successful teams. You get, yep. you get noticed more, I think. Yep. So. This group of 84, it's a bit larger than normal. We would normally be trimming that down from March to about 24 to 30 kids at this time to do some work with to, to, to create that team of 12 or 13 in December, January. So it's all a bit rushed this year and it's all a bit challenging, but it's still the same principle. And it's all about giving country kids an opportunity in a country pathway, jumping them across into the state pathway when we can. Yep. But the rest of our conversation will be about all those other um, yep. country specific opportunities that allow kids that live in the country to play the highest level country cricket on the best facilities we can provide. Now, good segue. I want to call it out right now. So our focus in this session is to really just look at all the programs, all the the matches, all the uh, opportunities that come on the back of the WA Country Cricket Board and WA Country Cricket's run programs um, as against some associations who may have their own special events you know and I'm thinking in juniors of things like Peel Carnival and Bunbury Carnival um, we've got some great things happening like the Smash down in Albany we will we, focus on those in future uh, podcasts but this p- specific uh, lens is looking at our WA Country Cricket Board sponsored, I guess you could say, um, uh, competitions. And probably one of the most important of recent years, one that sort of generated some great um, results and some excitement with a little bit of stuttering, thanks to, to COVID, sadly. But our Country Cup um, will be on again this summer um, as we lead into it in the, in the next few weeks. Last year, unbelievable Country Cup. Four teams that literally you could have thrown a blanket over for the whole of the competition ended up with probably two teams in the final that if you'd been a betting man, you might have went with the other two right at the start. Um, what, what have we got in store for Country Cup this year, Steve? Yeah, we have the same structure, Rob, so uh, that's pleasing to note. And um, Belt Up sponsoring again this year. And they've been great sponsors given the, the type of yeah. travel involved. Yeah. It's an important message to have around this, this particular event. Yeah. Um, but yeah, three rounds spread across the season. So around on November 7, around on December 11, January 29 is the final qualifying round and then through to the final in February 26. And we, we can't get the whacker this year for the final, but I've secured Creswell Park, which is a brand new facility off field. Yep. So I'm excited to showcase yeah. that. And yeah. Club's been really supportive of providing their facilities, and it's, it's a really nice place to play at Creswell Park. I don't know if you've had yeah, the chance to play there. Yeah, I have. Yeah, so yeah, I'm hoping ground. our country guys appreciate that particular venue, yep. and uh, it's it's a 
a suitable uh, climax to the, to the tournament. I mean, he did play the final in Narragin last year, so playing in the country, I suppose, is, is never off the table, no. just depending on the circumstances. And yep. there was great flexibility around that last year as well. And for guys who are, you know, sort of trying to work out what is the investment in playing in the Country Cup, well, we've really redesigned it over the last five or six years to be almost an opportunity, a dress rehearsal, uh, a a positioning for our Australian Country Cricket Championships team, the WA Country 11. Uh, A lot of selection process, a lot of lens is put on the Country Cup to see how performances are going. Have I got that correct? Yeah, that's the capture area for those players that are wanting to send a message to the selectors that um, they're keen to represent WA at the Country 11 Championships in January. So you're right, uh, the Invitation 11 is the team that is made up of everyone else that doesn't come from the Albany Cricket Association, the Peel Cricket Association and the Bunbury Cricket Association. And those are very important games. Uh, They they also um, help us pick the the teams that uh, play in in the Premier T20 comp which is in November, December as well. Yep. So um, yep. we've got quite a lot of cricket. It's twofold, Rob. It's an opportunity to um, prepare players as well, not just identify them. So we just felt that the players have been great at buying into this in the last couple of years. And as a result, they've been really well prepared for tournaments. And yep. the standard of the Country Cup's been high and the performances at National Champs have been very, very good as well. So talking of, we're calling it out in this episode, if you, again, are in an association anywhere in WA regional cricket and you feel as though that you'd like to put your hand up for Country Cup, if you're not in Albany, Peel or Bunbury, you can still do that through our our WA Invitational 11 opportunity. Belt Up have been fantastic to keep this um, competition going. We're very thankful for that and, as you said before, really key messaging itself for WA Country cricketers with Belt Up. Let's, um, we, we'll move into the Australian Country Cricket Championships, um, which are thankfully up and about again and uh, a little bit of stuttering along the way and we won't go into that, but uh, uh, there's been some challenges about getting the ACCC up and going again. It's the, the highlight. We've talked about this a lot on previous podcasts for many of the, the guests that we've had on, Tom Buchanan recently, um, you know, calling out how important Shepparton was in his career and, and a highlight of his career. Um, so back on again, um, do you want to announce the dates for that for both men and women, Steve, and uh, also the venue for this year? Yeah, dates aren't quite when they normally would be. So the men's tournament has landed on the 13th to the 20th of January. And the women, very similar, just starting a day later on the 14th to the 20th, both in Canberra. It's been a bit of a tricky year to get that tournament landed, so um, it's going to impact Senior Country Week. We might as well call that out, Rob. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be probably no ability for our best Country 11 players to play Country Week, whereas last year they couldn't go away and they, they all got around Country Week. So it's just, it's just ebbs and flows, isn't it, from it year to year? It does. But really excited to finally get... You know, both men's and women's teams back on the paddock. We've um, we've called it out. You know, we had some great momentum leading into COVID with both those programs. Probably the men's more so than the women's, but the women's were really starting to gather some momentum on the back of some great work from uh, Angel Gray and and a team of of uh, coaching staff that are really taking that under their uh, their wing. So uh, hopefully we'll see some uh, some great results in Canberra this year and. Um, Certainly, we're um, we're just thrilled to have that that program back up and going again. Yeah, no doubt. Our, our male team's got 
you know, the, the ability to win the tournament again this year and probably been robbed of that opportunity yeah. the last couple of years. But the group got together in Perth last weekend as a, uh, under the leadership of Timmy Edmonds again. Yeah. Had some training, had a bit of a social event, had a game of golf, whatever. It was really good to see the boys back. And there's some real genuine commitment from the likes of, you know, the real leaders in that group, uh, yep. Timmy Hutchison, yep. um, Jeremy Wood, and the Credelli boys are, you know, they were young kids once, but they're they're they're, they're really respected country players yeah. and leaders in their own right now. So it's great to see all those boys buy into that opportunity last weekend as well. So then also January being probably one of the busiest months, obviously on the cricket calendar for WA Country Cricket. We've also got Junior Country Week and Senior Country Week uh, for the boys and the and the men. Just just before we maybe unpack the dates of those, just so that we've got that on record and everybody can, can hear those, um, along with a few other um, programs that we run in WA Country Cricket, probably a recent decision uh, that many have perhaps heard of or heard a whisper on the wind about from coming from the, the WA Country Cricket Board around redefinition of country boundaries versus metro, something that's sort of been worked or looked at for quite a number of years now but has clearly been um, examined by the WA Country Cricket Board, um, the members of that board, some very long and serious, uh, a seriously long look at the process of what that meant and, and the impacts. A decision was arrived at in, in July of this year that um, now does clearly have an impact on one or two uh, regions, in particular the Peel region. And uh, I want to call out the fact that uh, the redefining of the boundaries has meant that there's certain people who perhaps once have played country cricket previously may not have that opportunity moving forward. And uh, again, Peel has been probably the most affected by that. I want to I want to call out that Peel are approaching this really really well, um, and uh, I've been able to engage with them in the months since that decision was made. They're really approaching this in a proactive way, and it will see some impact on junior and, and senior country week teams, probably coming from that region in particular. Steve, your your thoughts on what's unfolded there, and um, and maybe some some commentary around that. Oh, I just think it's uh, been a long overdue process and, and the process has finally landed at a final finality which I think the country people members should be congratulated on. I think there's a lot of um, uh, unity in the decision um, but I haven't had much feedback to suggest that anyone apart from maybe some just very directly impacted people ha- have an issue with where this has gone. I think people feel this is the right decision. It's been a long time coming and uh, it's essentially if you live in a region called Perth Metro then you can't play Country Week uh, if your club lands in that region. And yep. um, if you think about it, that probably makes pretty good sense to everybody. Yeah, It would be, uh, yeah, Country Week's for country cricketers and um, that's the way we want it to, to be. And I think, um, like you say, the, the board approached this, you know, very sensitively and I, I, I do congratulate the regional board members who, who unanimously in the main came to this decision. Obviously, Peel had some different thinking around this, but again, I want to congratulate them on their maturity with this and the way that they've gone about um, dealing and tackling with this so far. I think um, if you're listening in and you're still a little bit confused about 
that decision and, and how it's unfolded, I really encourage you to in, engage with your country cricket board member in your region and have a conversation with them or certainly with your regional chair um, because it was a, a, a unanimous decision in the end and one that uh, we knew would have impact but certainly had to happen. It really just simply had to happen in the end. So as a result of that, um, there, there may be some... Uh, effect on numbers of teams at Junior and Senior Country Week this year. We're not sure. We don't know yet. Um, there may be a, a little bit of impact there. But, Steve, more importantly, what are the dates for, for Junior Country Week this year and Senior Country Week? Yeah, following a similar pattern to last year, Rob, where the, the way the um, New Year public holiday falls, we have to position the Country Week for Juniors in the second week. And then as a result of pushing back a little bit, we have to then bring the country week for seniors slightly forward to avoid the um, Australia Day long week, long weekend or public holiday. So January 9 to 13 is the junior country week dates, Monday to Friday, the traditional dates that we run, and then the final is, is scheduled to be at the WACA. And then we roll very quickly into the seniors. So the Sunday, the 15th, is when the seniors start. They go through to the 20th, and the final is also down to the WACA. Um, so that's always exciting that we can get both those tournaments to culminate on the Wacker for the, the A-section pinnacle game. Absolutely. It's been a highlight for a couple of years now. I know that for many, uh, especially senior country week players, that it's the Holy Grail still. We might have Optus, but the Holy Grail is still the Wacker for most, I would think. So really excited to, to know that we can still um, uh, participate on that, uh, that Holy Turf. We move from... January into February and um, we haven't talked about the WA Country Colts program. They, they basically uh, are a crucial part of the development of our game for WA Country Cricket. Um, they will be participating in various metro-based competitions at different times during the year but our marquee game, I guess you could say from a Country Colts perspective, especially for those who just are on the outer of the Country Colts uh, selection at different stages during this summer is what we refer to as the David Nat Cup. Um, it's been uh, a game that um, took took hold about 10 years ago, a decade or so ago. It's our Country Colts versus our Country Masters, our over 40s. Great opportunity for guys who are thinking their cricket career are coming to an end in country cricket to still represent WA country cricket in our WA Masters. And I know uh, having played in the Masters, it's a great honour to, to participate in that side as well. Uh, completes the pathway pretty much for WA country cricketers to go from Colts through to country 11 through to the Masters uh, realm, I suppose you could say. Uh, what's the uh, what's the, the dates looming for the David Nat, David Nat Cup, Steve? Yeah, we're trying to put that on February 12, Rob, just trying to confirm our preferred venue of um, Stevens Reserve. It's, it's proven to be a fantastic place to play any country cricket match and they've been a wonderfully supportive Premier Club. So uh, we're aiming at February 12, and as I say, hoping that we can get the state will uh, get the uh, Stevens Reserve facility. And you're right about the uh, Colts program. There is also matches in November. They play alongside the uh, Country Eleven, who are in the Premier T20 comp. So we get get involved in that competition and play against the Premier clubs. Yep. And um, the Colts were great last year. I think they might have lost three of their four games uh, by uh, in the last over. So they were very competitive, uh, and it's uh, it's another opportunity for players to to either jump across into Premier Cricket, 
by you know drawing notice. And I tell you what, we've lost a few Colts games to some country players taking us down in the last couple of years. Or they can stay in that country pathway, and that feeds very nicely into the country eleven. Absolutely, and with the David Nat Cup, we've um, uh, had some phenomenal matches over the years, and the the Masters sort of had some dominance in the early years, and then the Colts had a long period where they uh, were regularly uh, getting over the line against the Masters, but then the Masters turned the uh, the tables last year uh, out at Fremantle, or this year, earlier this year, I should say. So it's a, it's a great, healthy competition, that particular match. Um, everybody gets around it. It's a great celebration of cricket at both ends of the spectrum, younger and older, I suppose you could say. And I'd encourage anybody, especially from the Masters perspective, if you're, uh, you've just turned 40 and you're thinking that maybe your, your time is over but you'd like to keep in the game, there's plenty of opportunities and we'll talk about the Masters Carnival also in a, in a few moments. But the Nat Cup game in February, temporary date there, we, we'll probably firm that up as uh, as the, the season goes on. But uh, at this stage, February 12, I think, is the date you've called out. Um, and we will um, continue to, to keep you informed on that particular match. Women's Country Week is uh, the next one we've got sort of in some sort of sequential order. Um, we, we've just uh, spent some time hearing from Shaney War how much she values the growth of women's cricket in WA regional cricket in the last few years and women's country has clearly been a highlight of that. Last few years in Geraldton, um, put on spectacular uh, country weeks up there, uh, fantastic grounds, fan- fantastic facilities and administrators. But uh, we're going to try and kind of share the love around. So it's moving down into the southwest um, this this season. Uh, do you want to call out the dates on Women's Country Week for this year, Steve? Yeah, thanks, Rob. You're right. Exciting initiative that's been around for a couple of seasons now. So March 3 to 6 long weekend is going to be hosted by the BDCA, but I'm sure that there'll be some uh, venues across that region, perhaps even involving Bustleton as well. I don't know, but... Um, There'll be games, uh, there's plenty of opportunities for these ladies to play on some of the most iconic grounds in the southwest. It's a two-year opportunity for the BDCA. And then we'll have another think about um, the evolution of this tournament. Does it continue to go country? Is it time to bring it into the metropolitan area as the junior and senior country week has has evolved over time and, and maybe offer... Women's Country Week at the same time as one of those two tournaments. I think that's where it's heading. Um, not to say that uh, that's, a, that's a lock, but I just suspect that's where it might end up in time, Rob. Yeah, uh, it, it is one of the things I mentioned it uh, for those who've tuned in and listened to, to Shaney's story. Uh, it's one of the things that keeps me excited about country cricket is the growth with the women's and that Women's Country Week initiative we went into it a few years ago a little bit nervous as to how it was going to go, but it certainly is. It, it took off with a major bang and it's continued to really um, um, grow a lot of interest. So, again, if you're listening in and you're a, a lady or a, a young girl perhaps who's got some talent out there and you're playing somewhere and you go, hey, I want a piece of that action, uh, reach out to you through your local region and uh, we'll be able to ensure that you get a, a gig at this year's Women's Country Week, I'm sure. Let's move to the Masters Carnival. For those who are tuned in who are in that 40 age group or older, so uh, 40s and 50s is um, the, um, the Masters Carnival. Unfortunately, got um, was one of the victims of a, a last sort of 
ditch effort by COVID to derail all of us in life, I reckon, but uh, we're hoping that we're past that, Steve. We're, we probably shouldn't call that out yet, but uh, hoping that we're past that. So unfortunately, this year's carnival in March, um, late March, early April, was had to be um, cancelled, um, but we're in full planning already for, for this summer. Um, so one of the things that we want to sort of call out and make everybody aware of is Traditionally, the Masters Carnival has been placed in or around the first available weekend in April, which has proved challenging at times with the timing of Easter, for example, and has always proved challenging as we've grown the carnival. Uh, we started off with six teams. I think in our last carnival, we had 22 teams. Um, so obviously some challenges around getting grounds as well and facilities, especially in early April when uh, football and and soccer and a few other sports is kicking off. So a decision has been made with the support of the Bunbury and Districts Cricket Association in particular to move the Masters Carnival moving forward to the, the last full weekend in March. And we really want to call that out as being something that will be a lock moving forward. The BDCA have positioned their local fixtures to ensure that can happen. And so the last full weekend in March this year. It's a bit of a strange year, but um, in, as far as dates go, but is the 24th, 25th and 26th of March. And so that's when the Masters Carnival is being positioned for this year. And uh, really excited to, to announce that, really excited to say that it's back on again, but really encourage everybody to start planning for that now. It might seem a long way away when we're talking sort of uh, September, October, when this podcast is going to air, but you really need to start planning that now. Yeah, it's been phenomenal, the growth, Rob, and now call out to yourself and your other committee members in Graham Sly and Dave Hutchison in particular. You've done a great job. It's probably time that you handed it across to a, a more um, full-time unit, if yes, you like. Yes, um, absolutely. To... to, to pull that together and, and, and run that on behalf of country cricket. But it's been a fantastic uh, event, a um, bit of a men's shed type approach to, to cricket <laughs> and life in general. I think I think that's what people most enjoy about it. That's what I seem to notice, the camaraderie. Yep. Cricket's, cricket's part of it, but it's certainly not all of it. And yep. that's, it's a really unique event and one that, um, you know, there's a huge growth in Masters cricket, full stop and countrywide. So it's a really exciting development in the game. So great point that you made that um, the uh, country unit at WA Country Cricket have really taken some uh, leadership with this moving forward. It's such an important carnival. Um, it potentially is one of our bigger carnivals now. Um, so as you said, um, it's, it's evolved and grown. And so if you are a 40-year-old, 40-plus-year-old, and you want to get involved with the Masters Carnival, you can reach out through... Um, uh, Andrew Hayes at, at WA Cricket to, to indicate that you, you perhaps don't, aren't aligned with the team and we'll find some avenue for you to get involved. For those who are leaders in um, organising teams for the Masters Carnival, nominations will come out um, fairly soon, uh, over the next month or two in regards to that, the opportunity to engage with that. We obviously have a lot of cricket to play before that and a lot of carnivals to organise before that, but we wanted to make sure that at least the dates were locked in and you can start preparing for that and watch this space. Also, with all of this that we're calling out, um, all the dates, all the carnivals, all the activity that will happen throughout season 20, 
223 for WA Country Cricket. We've also got our Facebook site um, and we'd encourage you to engage with the WA Country Cricket board Facebook site. If you haven't already uh, jumped on and, and discovered that, we'd really encourage you to do that. And then finally, I, I was remiss in mentioning we kind of jumped from February to March. So I got a little bit ahead of myself. Um, throughout February, or sorry, in February, the statewide T20, Steve, um, which you did reference before, uh, a program for both our male and female country 11 to be involved with. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how the statewide T20 is going to evolve this summer? Yeah, a fairly new initiative as well, or has certainly evolved over time. And uh, the men's competition is, is a four-team comp. So Country 11 is represented. A Cricket West team plays every year. A Culture Cup team plays. So they have their own little format that they generate uh, their team from. And there's an Indigenous 11 as well. So four key affiliates for cricket, broader than or outside of Metropolitan Cricket in a way. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Cricket West are also Metro guys. But four key affiliates come together T20 competition, two rounds, knockout, final. Uh, be, that's also going to be at the Wacker. So I know that you know, some of the elite country men's players really you know, value that once again, back on the Wacker again. So something that they're working towards. That's on February 12, Rob. Yep. And the women's one is similar. Currently three teams, still evolving. So Cricket West provided team, which was new last year. Indigenous 11 as well and the Country 11. Um March 25, 26, long weekend, oh, that weekend or the following one on April 1 through that, that's still to be landed. Um, so, yeah, a little bit of work to be done there. These dates probably end up on our Country Cricket Board website yep. as well. Yep. But they're very fresh, some of these dates. So yep. that, that's why yep. we're taking the time to, to mention them today and we'll yep. get them onto the website when we can. The Country 11 are the reigning champions in the T20 statewide for both male and female. So I'd just like to mention that as well. So absolutely great call out again. Um, if you also haven't engaged with our WA Country Cricket um, website, uh, make sure you you can simply just Google WA Country Cricket Board and it'll lead you to our site. So we will have these dates up there. We wanted to use this episode to just sort of set the scene for this summer. As we've come to learn over COVID, Steve, um, what's the word you, we use a lot? Do you have to be a little bit flexible or uh, I think there's a fluid is the word that they've been throwing around over the last few years. So make sure you do still stay engaged with the website and the Facebook site. We'll, if there are any date changes to what we've announced today, we will bring these also on the podcast moving forward. Um, but I think, Steve, we've covered off the summer ahead uh, to, to the best we can when we're talking early October. Um, so uh, thanks for joining us today on, on Out on the Paddock. I'll give you the last word as we go into a new season. Yeah, thanks, Rob. I, I think we're heading towards what could be considered a normal season. So, yeah, all those things are, are things that we try to offer and hopefully we can deliver on this year, uh, fingers crossed, around any external factors. Probably the last thing to mention is... Um, Right at the, the starting point of, of, the, of the pathway, the, the Cricket Blast, Stage 1 Junior Cricket, those young boys and girls get an opportunity this year to, to get some uh, on-ground entertainment activations, maybe some participation in some anthem ceremonies with the World Cup, yep. with uh, international cricket, yep. returning to WA, um, women's BBL, men's BBL, test match as well. All these things haven't been available for the last couple of years. So a really good opportunity to get young kids excited about cricket and to reward those volunteers that are that are doing the hard yards in supporting those kids in those uh, 
programs or the, those junior cricket pathways. So we get a chance to reward. The, I think the parents probably get more of a buzz out of it than the kids sometimes. But uh, that's going to be available this year for the first time in a couple of seasons as well. Well, there you go, folks. Hopefully that's um, given you a little bit of a, a taster of the season ahead. We hope that uh, you're really excited about season 22-23, WA Country Cricket. It's been um, a phenomenal uh, experience to, to try and just work through the pandemic, but to get to some sort of um, normalcy, if we want to call it normalcy. I don't know what that means anymore, but uh, if we can get to that this summer, uh, excited as well. We hope that this helps you uh, plan your summer ahead when it comes to WA Country Cricket. And uh, we want to thank you for, for engaging with us. But most particularly, I want to thank Steve Phillippe for joining us today. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, thanks, Rob. I um, came in at the back end of Shaney's interview, so I've, uh, I need a number so I can get uh, the $65 lesson yeah, to uh, absolutely. work on my putting. I was just teeing that up with her on the way out of your studio here, so uh, pretty keen to uh, see if I can uh, draw on her experience there. Absolutely. Thanks, Steve. Cheers. A big thanks to Steve Phillippe for joining me today as we've unpacked the season ahead, season 2022-23. We can't wait and we're so looking forward to it. Just one small change to a date that we called out during that session, and that is for the David Nat Cup match featuring the WA Country Masters versus the WA Country Colts. That match will be played on Sunday the 26th of February 2023. So just note that in your diaries. If you've noted another date that we called out earlier, uh, scribble that one out and change it to the 26th of February 2023. And I want to again thank Shaney War for Part A. If you haven't listened to Part A, go back and do that amazing interview. And women's cricket is alive and well in WA regional cricket. Thanks to thought leaders and people such as Shaney. And long live WA country cricket in 2022 23.